1: everybody this is jeff just wanted to set up what this episode is and what you are listening to this was a youtube live stream that we did on tuesday night And this is going to kick off a a little bit of a series for us. Um, We're just going to help you get ready for your fantasy draft. We're going to start it off with some quarterback talk. I'm joined by Eric Smith, who's the editor over at QB List. QB List is a great site. Their uh, sister site, the Pitcher List. um, Honestly, it's the only reason why I'm competitive in fantasy baseball, because I don't watch any baseball, but I, I follow that site. And I do really well at fantasy baseball every year, just because I follow pitcher list and QB list can do the same for you. There's a lot of really great writers over there. I did write for them for a couple of years. um, And Eric was kind enough to agree to do this series with me. We started off quarterbacks, a really fun conversation. If you wanted to head over to second city, uh, the second city gridiron YouTube page, you could see what we're talking about in in, in the time that we were talking about it in terms of this board that we're building, it's visual. It's interesting. Um, Feel free to check that out sometime, but you, you you know, I tweeted a picture out, find me at gridironboard on Twitter. I think it'll translate to the podcast just fine. Uh, So enjoy this podcast. Uh, And if you want to join us on the YouTube next time uh, we'll be doing these once a week until we get through all the positions and bring your questions and let's uh, let's dominate all of our fantasy leagues together. Thanks. All right, we are live. Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is a special Second City Gridiron series that I'm doing with my friend Eric Smith from the QB list. Eric, thanks for doing this, man.
2: Of course. Really excited to be on. Glad you thought of me first as the uh, resident fantasy football nerd. So I'm I'm very honored. I'm excited to talk about quarterbacks. It's the time of the year when uh, all of us fantasy nerds wake up and we're like, oh, the season is coming very soon. Um, All those those off-season projects, we got to get moving on them right now
1: yeah i think that people probably don't realize that you get a little break after the draft to kind of you know have some downtime, and then the summer rolls around and the fantasy stuff really starts cranking up like you have to really kind of think about i gotta build these boards out i gotta i gotta think about sleepers i gotta start following transactions for that kind of stuff the quarterbacks that we want to start off with tonight that's a little bit more clear-cut because it's not like there's a lot of camp battles going on i mean there's maybe one or two out there of like we're not sure who's going to start in you know washington uh seattle right we don't, we're not sure exactly who's going to start in seattle at this point but for the most part you know who the starters are you got a pretty good idea of what kind of offense they're going to run and you can start doing your projection so it seemed like quarterback was a good place to start
2: yeah definitely and you know that's kind of one of those positions it's a onesie position you only have to take one of them in most leagues and it can really set your strategy. If you're taking one in the first three rounds, it's going to change a lot compared to if you're taking one uh, at the back half of your draft. So it's a, it's a good thing to start with, kind of get that setting out of the way and you can fill out the rest of your positions after that.
1: What is your philosophy overall when you're thinking about quarterbacks when you're going into a draft? Now, obviously, when we're going to get into your thoughts on how you stack these into tiers and why tiers are important. But like, how do you enter most of your drafts thinking about quarterbacks?
2: Right. So I used to be a, a diehard late round quarterback drafter. Um, there were years and years and years where you could just grab these high upside guys late. They would pay off for you. Lamar Jackson's the prime example. The year he blew up in one leagues, he was a later draft pick. I used to be completely on board with that. Last year started to sway me a little bit. Uh, we have some locked in elite talent players that can run and pass. And the way fantasy scoring is, that's just such a huge advantage for a quarterback to be able to run. So um, also drafters are getting smarter. Uh, Players like Jalen Hurts, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, they're going earlier because they can run. So last year, we kind of started to creep towards drafting them a little bit earlier. I still do not draft them, you know, first four rounds generally. Um, But this year, I don't know, we'll get through it. Uh, You can put a pretty good list together that goes about 14 deep And I'm still feeling good about the quarterback that I draft. So I think we can kind of get back to the late round quarterback to some extent, but there is a tier that we're going to hit where we want to make sure that we get someone in that group because um, you're going to get to a point where there's just no rushing upside on these players. Their offense probably isn't going to be high scoring. And it's just, you know, you may get a competent season out of them, but that uh, top five quarterback season is just kind of out of grasp for them.
1: Yeah, and most leagues are going to be 12 team leagues. And so a lot of times you're only thinking about, quarterbacks in terms of you know maybe 15 18 deep right a lot of guys will take two guys if you take one of the top guys you might not roster anybody else because when are you ever going to start somebody over josh allen or patrick mahomes right so you yeah. if you invest early you don't need to carry that second quarterback you'll just you'll take that bye week filler when you get to it the interesting thing that i've noticed since i started playing fantasy you know over 20 years ago is that you start to see a little bit more of these two quarterback leagues mm-hmm. and we'll get into a little bit of like two quarterback strategy and you know how how that opens up the board but when you're in a two quarterback league a lot of times you're taking you're obviously taking two quarterbacks and sometimes you're taking three to make sure that you can cover those bye weeks because otherwise you don't have a bye week fill-in.
2: right and you may get to somebody like a a davis mills or um, even a mac jones who maybe doesn't have the highest upside but Uh, We know that they're going to be starting every week unless the Texans really, uh, you know, make a big move here. It sure doesn't look like they are, though. But yeah, just having 16, 17 weeks of a starter is huge then. And I actually do think in two QB leagues, you do want to pay up because you'll get into the problem if you don't pay up for quarterbacks in two QB leagues. You just have to roster so many to fill those positions where if you if you pay up early, you get, you know, Lamar Jackson and uh, Matt Ryan, like odds are you're going to get, Uh, 15 plus starts out of them so it kind of frees up a roster spot you can kind of focus on everything else and uh, so yeah two QB leagues pay up but single QB leagues I think we can wait and catch the bottom of some of these tiers and uh, let some of the other people overdraft them for the most part
1: well, let's talk about the tiers. So if you're joining us uh, live or if you're, and, and shoot in your questions if you are, if you are joining us uh, after the fact on, on YouTube, you see that we have this uh, this visual board up. If you're listening to us on, on the podcast, really appreciate that. Uh, maybe maybe check out the visual. We'll tweet it out. We'll, we'll put out the final product of what the tiers look like. But we thought it'd be really fun to try to build this visually so that you can see where things go and, and try to show how these tiers work so i have been using a tiered system in talking about fantasy sports for longer than i've been writing about football right which is almost a decade at this point point. and the idea behind tiers is that you don't want to get locked into one specific player you want to try to view people on a plane and so if you have three or four guys that you project to be about the same, you should be somewhat agnostic as to who you get out of that tier. Let somebody else take those first two or three guys and be happy that you get the third or fourth because you you do view them about the same. When you start seeing, like, I need this guy, that's when you get into reaching. That's when you get into overpaying for positions. And then by the end of the draft, you have big holes on your roster. And so this is a way for you to stay disciplined in your draft. And um, I'm really excited to build this. And this, I'll, I'll go through the board here a little bit. Um, we we have seven tiers that we decided that we would talk about with quarterbacks. The S tier. So you know, we're using like the uh, video game terminology here with the the tier label S being the you know the, that elite tier. You know that crazy great weapon that you you know end game bosses will get defeated by. Uh, so this is a kind of our star tier here. Uh, the next tier is A. Um, which are, I would consider them locks for QB one, meaning kind of like the top twelve guys. That's kind of the parlance of, of fantasy speak. Is QB one is usually a, a top twelve uh, finisher. The B is a boomer bust category. This is these are guys that, if things break right, they they jump into that A tier or or better. They have that ability to finish in that top twelve, um, but they also have that ability. That there's no real guarantee on the floor. So so that, that bust ability is there. Uh, the C is kind of the boring tier. It's kind of the opposite where you've got a higher floor, but that ceiling's kind of capped and, and, and I'm not going to, I have no idea what Eric's rankings are, but this feels like a Kirk cousins tier to me. Uh, you know, and, and so you might be somebody who likes to take a boomer bus guy with uh with a high uh, floor guy and kind of pair those those types of players up that's more than okay and sometimes you might take a player on the C tier before you take a B tier if that's your style of of drafting that's okay too we'll talk about that a little bit these two kind of go together it's more of how you approach your draft and what your tolerance for risk is uh the D down here um we're considering those quarterbacks that you would think about in two quarterback leagues Um, more than anything, and then the e tier are these are future picks. If you're in a dynasty league and you're kind of betting on guys, uh you know, this this is where we're going to talk about Malik Willis, right? Malik Willis probably isn't going to get a lot of snaps this year. This might be somebody if you're in a dynasty league, you might want to think about taking a Malik Willis cuz you believe in his potential and where you might think about taking him. And then the final tier is the free tier. This is the stuff that you just want to leave on the free agency pile. You don't want to mess with these guys. Don't let somebody else roster him. Um, because they're going to be free agents before long anyway. So that's kind of the, the the bottom tier here. Um, we have pictures of the quarterbacks that we'll pull up when we talk about them and place them into, into their proper positions. And then we also have some modifiers here, some things that we wanted to to consider uh, that we'll put in. So Eric and I are going to get one or two of these uh, bears with a heart on it. This is These are the guys that we love these guys in this particular tier. Uh, just want to put our kind of stamp of approval on them. Uh, we've got some other things, you know, we've got a cheetah for the guys really fast and, you know, rushing yards are a big part of his game, a bulldozer, if, if, if he's more of a guy that, uh, you know, is, is the threat around the goal line, he's kind of a goal line back, you know, there's weapons, fireworks for uh, guys that get into shootouts, injury risk. Uh, rocket arm, uh, accuracy type of guy. And then this one here is for a new play caller. So some, so another factor to kind of consider. So uh, we threw some visuals in there and, and we'll make sure that we uh, explain those when when you see it. So Eric, anything else you want to talk about the setup before we get into throwing some guys up on the board?
2: No, I think you nailed it. Um, like you said, we'll mention, uh, if you're playing in a two QB league, some players that maybe rise up the rankings a little bit. Um, Other than that, no, I would just say I tend to lean towards the boom tier as opposed to the C tier, Uh, just because you will see as we get through this, there are a lot of solid quarterbacks. And if your boom player fails, you can always fall back on one of those safer guys that are sitting on waivers. So no, other than that, I think this looks great. So let's get into it.
1: Yeah, I I just realized that the C tier does just stand for cousins, you know, the C for cousins. So we'll just call it the cousins tier. All right, let's uh, let's start off. And I, you know, I'm going to pick a guy. That I think is my number one, and I'm going to see if you agree. So, to me, I think that the guy that has the potential to put up the most volume, and is a threat on the ground, and is a goal line threat, and's on a good football team, is Josh Allen. He's my number one.
2: Where do you have him? He is number one for me as well. So, good call on that one. We're off to a good start here.
1: Okay. All right. So, and- why did Allen, of all these guys that have that the, that dual threat ability, why is he your number one?
2: Yeah. So, I mean, first of all, you looked at uh, some of those little labels we have. You could put just about all of them on Josh Allen. Um, Usually when we get these high upside rushers, uh, that doesn't come along with high passing volume. And Josh Allen is a rare quarterback where you're putting the bulldozer up there. He can score from the goal line. Um, He is a high volume rusher, high volume passer. It's just every stat that you would want from a fantasy perspective. He is putting them up. Um, Elite rushing production averaged over seven rushing attempts per game last year. Only Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts were higher than that. Uh, Two consecutive elite years where he scored over 23 fantasy points per game. That's not easy to repeat. Um, And even like when we look for regression on some of these players, we look for unsustainable touchdown rates. Like sometimes Aaron Rodgers has had some of these years and he's a bit of an outlier because he can always do them. But uh, Rogers has had some like QB one overall years where he just throws an insane amount of touchdowns compared to how many passes he has. Um, you know, you can't really even look for that kind of regression for Josh Allen. They're sustainable touchdown rates. He's running the ball a ton over hundred rushing attempts over the last three years. Um, he had the f- fourth most passing attempts last year with 38 per game. So like, I, I don't know how to pick any holes in Josh Allen. They do have a new play caller. Um, Ken Dorsey replaces Brian Daywell. I suppose, uh, you know, Brian Dable has received a lot of praise over the years. And I suppose if you're looking for a way that Josh Allen falls back, it may be a new play caller. But with the weapons he has, with just everything, I mean, just everything for Josh Allen is is screaming number one pick for a quarterback. So um, I believe he has ADP this time of the year. It's, you know, it's a little sketchy this time of the year with ADP. Not everyone's drafting yet, but um, his ADP looks like about uh, 24 overall. So you're probably getting him at the start of the third round. Uh, that's more the debate on Allen for me than it is being the QB one. So he, he's locked in for me. It's just a matter of how early do you want to pick him.
1: I I, I put the headphones on him. I think Perfect. it looks pretty funny. I, I yeah. like it. All right. Um, good good stuff. I uh, I'm going to let you t- uh, tell me who your number two is. Who should I pull up next?
2: Yeah. And so I, I think it, it, these two rankings. Um, I almost throw my hands up on who's second and who's third. You can make a case for either one. I think you know which two are coming. I am going Patrick Mahomes number two. Um, Justin Herbert is number three. Uh, I would not fault you for for putting Herbert ahead of Mahomes. I'm going to stick with Mahomes. Uh, You know, just a year ago, uh, we were calling him pretty much the Michael Jordan of football. You know, like he's, I think sometimes in the off season, we get too carried away with the weapons the players have. He he lost Tyreek Hill. Um, That is going to hurt him theoretically, but, at the end of the day, it comes down to the quarterback and how talented they are. And he can make any throw on the field. He's got one of the best offensive play callers in the entire NFL, Andy Reid. There's just so many just locked in, like, safe aspects to Mahomes' game. I mean, we saw teams, quote-unquote, figure him out last year. Um, the, the Chiefs struggled a little bit offensively. Uh, he still put up over 21 fantasy points a game. So, like, if, if that was him struggling last year, I, I think Mahomes is going to be just fine. Um, And I I think his weapons are a little better than people give him credit for. Uh, You know, I know he lost Tyreek, but he's still got Travis Kelsey. Juju Smith-Schuster has been a a quality slot receiver. They drafted Sky Moore. Uh, They got uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling from the Packers for a deep threat. Um, I I think a lot of us don't like MVS because we've drafted him late and he's never paid off for us. But uh, as far as a field stretcher, um, MVS will do the trick for KC. So I just think you could go either way, Mahomes or Justin Herbert, but I'm just going to take Mahomes. I I think he's still the best player in the league. You could argue with Allen. Allen's better fantasy wise, but I just love Mahomes as a player.
1: Yeah, I think that the Tyreek concern is at least something that's worth noting just because of how much Mm -hmm. offense, instant offense Tyreek Hill can provide. I think that Travis Kelsey getting older, I mean, at some point that he's going to have some fall off in his game and of course travis kelsey isn't someone who has had perfect bill of health no tight end really does that's like drafting a catcher sometimes and and, in fantasy baseball right like you have to worry about that um i i do worry a little bit about some coming back down to earth but this guy is he's an alien right like he just doesn't he doesn't really play the game the same way i think that there there's so much interest and hype around the chargers which you know some people know that that's, that's kind of my, that's my AFC team has been that way since they drafted LaDainian Tomlinson. I've really liked the chargers for a long time and it's, it's feeling weird. It's feeling weird <laughs> to, to hear all this hype everywhere about, about the chargers, but you could kind of see why. And, and Herbert has both of these guys, they've got two of the best arms in the league, right? I mean, yep. if you're going to just list top five arms, these guys have to be on the list. Mm-hmm. And, obviously Mahomes can create different throwing angles and, you know, he's, he's doing things from, we just haven't seen with regularity. Um, But Herbert's got this cannon. Like, I mean, he's, he just has, he just has this arm that, you just don't we we haven't seen that very often maybe a handful of times throughout the years and so there yeah. there is a lot of hype around Justin Herbert but I think that it's deserved mm-hmm. um and so it'll be interesting to see what that looks like from a fantasy perspective and from a real football perspective I'm not mm-hmm. going to argue with you about moving these uh you know two and three I think that this is a pretty locked in top three for me though I think I'd have a hard time putting anybody above that. And so I know that we probably have more on the S tier, but I think that there's a little mini break on the S tier between the top three and your next picks. Yeah,
2: I totally agree. Um, It it would, it would jam in about 10 quarterbacks into the A tier um, if we did it that way. But uh, even both Mahomes and Herbert, you know, they're not known as the biggest rushers in the world. Uh, But, I mean, Mahomes topped out uh, in 2020 over four rushing attempts per game. Uh, Herbert has approached four rushing attempts per game. Uh, We'll get to some quarterbacks later that are very talented passers, but they have a little bit of extra rushing ability. And one thing I really like about Mahomes is – they just throw the ball and I know they're kind of revamping their offense, but they get into the five yard line. They do trick plays. They do shovel passes like he's throwing the touchdowns. So uh, I'm not too worried about a ton of regression there. And yeah, Justin Herbert, if he's the number one quarterback next year, I would not be the least bit surprised. I I worry a little bit about their depth in the pass catchers. Like if something happened to Keenan Allen or Mike Williams, there's not a lot there. I mean, of course, Austin Eckler is a good pass catcher, but um, so yeah, we'll see how these weapons play out for these quarterbacks, but you can't go wrong. Honestly, Whichever is your favorite. If you have a favorite team, a favorite player, uh, pick one. Pick that one between the two because they're they're both excellent.
1: Yeah, and I, and of course, if you're in that position where you you feel like, hey, I'm ready to take a quarterback. I'd like to take a quarterback up high because I you know I like this and I have these three guys available, and you believe in Justin Herbert more than you believe or you like him more than then take him right? Like right. that, that's kind of the whole point about the tiers. And like I said, there's just the mini break here. I think you can still consider these next guys S tier, but I, I would say that there's a, there's a partial break here where these three I'm taking before I'm taking the next guy. So, so who do you want me to pull up next?
2: Let's go with Lamar Jackson next. Um, so he had a rough year last year, battled some injuries. Their running backs were decimated. The offensive line was decimated. Um, it was just a nightmare year for the Ravens, but, his upside is just unparalleled and we can really see a lot of positive regression here for Lamar. Um, He scored a rushing touchdown on just 1.5% of his rushes last year. Um, He only had two rushing touchdowns. Uh, That's not going to keep happening. Like just, just the odds, you know, the odds of probability he's going to score more touchdowns than that this year on the ground. Um, Hopefully he's got some more health, but the, the years before he was scoring a touchdown on like four and a half percent of his rushes. So we're talking about a couple rushing touchdowns already added just out out of pure chance. And then I I kind of feel like the Ravens are going back to a run-heavy offense. They traded Hollywood Brown. They drafted a bunch of tight ends. And normally that's not great for a quarterback, but when it's Lamar Jackson, that's a good thing that they're going to be running the ball more. Um, The running backs are coming off injuries. I I think they're going to need him to run the ball quite a bit. I mean, we're looking at a, a player here who rushes Uh, 10 or more times a game over the last three years so there are no quarterbacks in his tier Jalen Hurts is close he had about nine carries a game last year so if you want a rushing quarterback it's Lamar here's a situation where if you're getting six points per passing touchdown or if you get some bonuses for completions he may lower down the tier a little bit but um in your standard four point per touchdown league Lamar is just he's got huge upside I mean we're still his 2019 season was 27 fantasy points a game nobody else really sniffs that over the past three years other than Dak Prescott's uh, half a season before his injury so it, it's just there's a lead upside here with Lamar even though last year everything went poorly
1: yeah and this is a guy with uh an elite skill set that yeah. trumps everything else like, and you know I I think that lamar's passing is fine but it's not in the, the this conversation with these other guys but his his skill in running the ball is so much greater than every other quarterback in the game right now and there's some good running quarterbacks but he just has that next level that he he deserves to be considered in this category because he can win you a week with his rushing i mean this mm-hmm you know, most leagues are going to use like 25 yards passing for one point or something similar to that, where it's 10 yards of rushing for one point. Lamar can take off and he can get you, you know, 50 yard run like that. Right. And so he can quickly accumulate a lot of points. So even if his passing totals are somewhat pedestrian, a lot of times that rushing total and his ability to get rushing touchdowns, particularly if you're in that four point uh, passing touchdown league th- those are huge like hey he, he just grabbed he just grabbed a rushing touchdown in 80 yards you know th- that's 14 points right there plus whatever he gets for passing so he he has this a crazy skill set it's almost like a video game kind of thing right yeah. like you know it's just like hey i'm just gonna drop back and then just take off with the this wide receiver that i put at quarterback right like i mean he's that fast and and uh and 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 skilled to to, in that part of his game that it doesn't matter that he's putting up you know decent stats um from the passing game because from a fantasy perspective you just want the numbers yeah, for sure um all right so let's round out the the tier. who do, who else do you have in this top tier so the s
2: tier we're looking for players that could be the qb1 with not a whole lot of luck going their way. you know what i mean just a, a standard year qb1 i think we have to put kyler murray into that mix um a lot of it is him staying healthy. Whenever he gets hurt, his rushing falls off a cliff. Uh, but he is, I mean, he is a pure, I mean, he's hes a dual threat, threat quarterback. Um, he's got a cannon. He can throw the ball deep. I know he looked terrible in that last playoff game, but uh, we saw him over the first half of the year carry fantasy teams. So it's really hard for me to pass up on someone who has top 20 fantasy points per game each of the last two seasons. Uh, 2020, it was closer to 24, which is an elite number. Just Obviously, the DeAndre Hopkins suspension hurts. Um, obviously, we have questions about his coach, his play calling. There's a lot, there's some questions there, but they get Hollywood Brown. Zach Ertz is competent. And they've got some pass catchers. So I am going to tend to look at the good over the bad here with Murray, look at his peaks, and just hope that maybe his fourth year in the league, we can just kind of get a little more even performance that carries us throughout. Because again, he is rushing. Uh, he rushed just a little over six times a game last year. That was with an injury down the stretch. Um, 2020, he ran over eight times a game. So uh, we're going to start running out of these rushing quarterbacks real soon. And uh, Kyler is one of the last that has legitimate like MVP-level uh, potential.
1: I, I mean, I can't really add much about Murray. I, I don't think he's hurt much by losing Christian Kirk. He is, lost. he is losing a lot with the multi-game suspension from DeAndre Hopkins. So yep. they're going to have to figure that out because early on what was working – in arizona was uh deandre line up here everybody else line up over there and uh go do work uh d hop and that's gonna hurt he's suspended for i think six games uh for for pds or whatever that uh suspension ended up being that that's gonna be an issue right like that when you take away a top three wide receiver like like that for for a guy like murray he's gonna have to figure that out um and you know cliff kingsbury as a play caller needs to be needs to <laughs> figure some things out too so um this isn't my favorite player to say i think there's a lot of risk right in, in murray and so this would be honestly this would be a guy that if these top three guys were gone i would actually probably wait a mm-hmm. little bit more i'd grab another running back or whatever and i'd kind of wait further down the list to take a guy that i like down here so um yeah. do you have anybody else in the s tier
2: well real quick on murray i mean he is going about 58 overall um so if- I can do some quick math. I think that's in the fifth round of drafts. Uh, so you get a little discount over those top quarterbacks. I think that would be the argument for him is mm-hmm. while other people spend up, get a, a second or third round pick quarterback and the others, Hey, you're getting Kyler. Maybe he figures this out. Maybe he figures this out. Um, just the offense gets more complete and he can kind of take off from there. So if you have some questions about Murray, uh, you may not like my last S tier quarterback quarterback, um, and this is one that a lot of people are going to debate all off season, um, but it is Jalen hurts. This is oh, fantasy man. football and not real life football.
1: Love it. I love it. <laughs> all right. Defend your take.
2: Yeah. So last year, I mean, he's already done it last year. He scored 20 plus fantasy points in his first seven weeks. Uh, that's a crazy number. Like he was on fire. Um, you know, he came down to earth a little bit after that. Uh, he suffered a, an, an ankle injury and in week, uh, missed week 13. Uh, but like 20-plus fantasy points in his first seven weeks. That's like Lamar Jackson production. And he's just an elite rusher. I mean, he rushed over nine times a game last year. He's going to throw – he's going to rush for touchdowns as well. And then you add A.J. Brown to his weapons. Um, There you go right there. Uh, He's now got A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. They really look good as a rookie. Um, And Dallas Goddard at tight end. They have an elite offensive line. And I just think they're going to be able to move the ball really well, and you're going to get a lot of rushing production from Hurts. So – I do understand like it feels bad to put a quarterback in this tier when there's a chance their team drafts a rookie quarterback next year. Like we've all heard the rumors on the Eagles if it doesn't go well this year, they've got the draft capital, maybe they move up and get a first year or, or uh, maybe a veteran or something. Um but I think for this year they're going to play him. He's going to rush a ton and outside of that I'm willing to take the upside here. So again it gets down to where he's going to go in drafts. And there are actually some players in my tier below he's going after. So um, maybe you don't draft him in this order, but I do think that this is elite upside here. And if we get a little bit of uh, AJ Brown touchdown, then a touchdown magic, then uh, all of a sudden we're in a a different level for Jalen hurts.
1: Yeah. I think that this is, I mean, this is a take. I love it. I love that this is happening, Um, but you are really, talking about the context and the usage from last year carrying over so you're betting on how he finished the year into this year there's a little bit of like i've got a little bit of like sean green uh going through my head where you know like you finish like with with a, a shot out of a cannon uh mm-hmm. and then the next year he was a total dud it's a running back it's not the same thing but um i i do think that the weapons are a real thing to smith is really good and yep. i love aj brown so now you've got two legitimate guys you got you still have Dallas Goddard there right like there's there's some legitimate weapons for for him to to distribute the ball to and he's got upside and running and I don't think that they're going to be afraid to they're going to say hey stop running like yeah. this this is a guy that they're going to well we're, we're going to try to win games with him we're going to see what he can do so I, I it's a it's an interesting place to put him yeah. um and you're bold if if you uh if, if you can do it but what's his adp right now do you have that handy um
2: it looks like about 68. okay um, so I, I believe burrow and dac are going above him um I, I think that's it that we haven't already covered so Um, Again, these these ADPs
1: are going to change as we get more people drafting. Um, But yeah, you're in round five and six. You know the top five guys are off the board. Probably Burrows off the board too at this point. But you're talking about a guy that, look, if things do click and they do get into a situation where they're scoring a lot of points and he's distributing the ball, this could be uh, a guy that challenges from that number one spot. I see how you get there and how you put him at the end of this tier let's move on to the next tier and let's talk about the let's round out that qb1 so so who 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 would be the top of your a tier
2: all right and the resident bengals fan here it pains me to not have joe burrow in the s tier but he is at least first in the a tier so um it's really nitpicking here it's just the rushing ability that separates him a bit and really there are multiple guys in this tier that could be the qb1 like like i said before with aaron Rodgers, we've seen uh, strictly pocket passers have crazy touchdown totals and be the QB one. So it could be burrow. It could totally happen. He just does not have that rushing ability. And I just think it puts him in a different category. Um, we also, you know, last year is a complicated season because he was coming off the major ACL injury. So they took it easy on him, uh, early on last year, but, um, he did only put up five 20 point fantasy games in the first 14 games of last year. And his high was 27 points. Um, Like after that, it was 23. Like it wasn't really that great uh, from a fantasy perspective for most of the year. And then he puts up 38 points and 35 points against Baltimore and KC down the stretch. And then obviously they run, they go to the uh, the Super Bowl and, you know, the rest is history. But uh, most of the year, he was not an elite, elite fantasy quarterback. So I do think it's worth remembering. Now, better offensive line is huge um obviously that's going to be a big difference we'll see year two of jamar chase there's a ton of reasons for optimism here and he could easily finish as the qb 234 but uh just as far as the profile um i have him at number seven overall i believe that is and I, i would be happy to draft him he's going to be great it's just the rushing ability is not quite there let me see he's he averaged um about two and a half rushing attempts a game last year even though he's a year removed off the ACL, I I still, they need to protect him better. So um, I would hope he's not running around for his life. Like some of these other quarterbacks are. Yeah.
1: You don't really want him running too much. Um, I I think that I'm, I'm good with that. Um, I've got a couple more guys down here that I think is round out my top 12. Mm -hmm. Um, Not a lot of running at this point with any of these guys. Really? I mean, um, Dak coming off that injury, you know, I don't see him running too much. Wilson is getting older. So um, I do think we're kind of we're in that tier of like high volume passers, but not not quite uh, in yeah. terms of the the rushing totals. But um who are the next couple guys? Let's talk about them.
2: Yeah, so this is where it gets really close here. Um and so I went with Dak Prescott here. And I, I think that's a couple spots, although now that I'm looking at ADP, maybe that's where everyone has him, but Uh, I feel like a lot of people are kind of sleeping on Dak other than, you know, all the Cowboys fans out there. Um, Yeah, there (laughs) are a lot, Uh, but his first year back from that serious injury last year, and he was really good. I mean, he's 20 fantasy points a game. He went crazy the year before, before he got hurt and was averaging 27 fantasy points a game. Um, He'll rush a little bit, three or more carries per game on the ground. Um, And I know he's lost some weapons. Amari Cooper's gone. Michael Gallup's coming back from injury, but I just think he's a really talented quarterback. I think the defense can't repeat what they did last year. Like, the way defense goes, they tend to regress from year to year. Usually if you have an elite defensive season, it doesn't quite carry over to the next year. So I think maybe a little more shootouts here for Dak than maybe we had to see mm. last year. So okay. um, I, I just I think he's he's been 20 or more fantasy points over the last three years. He's just been rock steady. There are some quarterbacks. The next one we're going to talk about, is right there with him. And it's kind of like the Mahomes and Herbert situation where you can flip-flop them, and I'm, I'm totally cool with that.
1: All right, so is that Stafford? It's actually Wilson, and okay. I kind of
2: talked myself into him as we went through. I, coming into the offseason, I thought I was going to be low on him, honestly. Um, he's, he's had some super hot stretches, I think 2020, first half of the season, he just lit the league on fire, cratered after that, battled injuries last year, uh, so I, I just kind of thought I was going to be lower on him, but I like the situation he's going into. Um, he just put up a 22 and a half point uh, per game season last year. That's really good production from a quarterback. I'm sorry, in 2020, um, it dropped to 17 last year, but he was hurt, and he still has great weapons: um, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. Uh, they've got a lot, a, a nice running game. So I, I, I also do think his rushing upside is a little bit underrated. I mean, he ran five times a game in 2020, last year with the injury, it was only three attempts per game. So I do think there's going to be some rushing. I think they're going to let him air it out. Uh, there have been reports lately that he's, uh, you know, they're tailoring the offense to Russell Wilson, like no duh. Of course they're going to tailor it to him, but that means deep passes. He's a deep ball thrower, and he's I, got the I, best
1: moon ball in the league. Yeah, Beautiful. and
2: he, he's not great at throwing over the middle. He's he's gonna chuck no. it deep. He's so. too short.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's exactly. too short over the middle.
2: Yeah. So, and I actually, for that reason, I'm a little down on Jerry Judy. I'm a little higher on mm. Corbin Sutton because I think Sutton's gonna get, get those deep targets. But that's another show. But uh, yeah, so I, I think he's got some big upside, and that whole division is just gonna be a shootout.
1: So yeah, we've already we've already got three. <laughs> quarterbacks in that division and, and the fourth isn't going to be that far down the list. So, um, yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's pull these, these guys up aging guys. Um, I mean, Stafford's not that old, but yeah. let's, let's pull these three up and talk about this. Cause I, I don't see how we can't talk about these three, to round out qb1 just because of the passing volume and how good they are uh, so unless you're surprising me i think we're gonna have to talk about tom brady matthew stafford and <coughs> rogers um and uh and we'll, we'll we'll put these guys in their appropriate space so who do you have next
2: uh, i've got tom brady next and okay. uh it's just crazy at that age putting him that high but It's just at the point where I don't know why you'd bet against him anymore. So um, his weapons have definitely taken a hit, and that's part of the reason maybe he's not up above Dak. Um, Chris Godwin may not be back right away. Uh, That's going to be a hit to the offense. Gronk is retired for now. We'll see. Um, But he's just, I mean, 21 points per game in 2020, 22 last year. Um, This is an offense that throws deep. Like, I just – he throws a ton of touchdowns. I, I just don't see any reason why it falls off a cliff for Brady this year. So good offensive line. Um, just everything about the situation is is positive. So, yes, he's lost some weapons, but he's going to be just fine. Um, he, I bet he's one of those that slips in some drafts just because, you know, people have drafted him so many times, and you could get a nice value on Tom Brady on a draft.
1: Yeah, I, I see that. Um, we've got a couple – got the former NFC North uh, and now Super Bowl champion Matthew Stafford. Um, I'm going to put him here, and I don't know if you have him here because, yep. but I have to put Rodgers last in this tier. I know we have to put him in the tier, yeah. but I'm going to put him last. I will never draft him. I don't draft Packers. I only draft from a pool of 31 teams. Fair, um, but I everybody's dogging the Bears wide receivers, and they should. They're, you know, there's there's not like a lot of pedigree in, in that group. Uh, Packers wide receivers, you know, trading Devonte Adams. He doesn't have that many guys to throw to. And he is getting older. Um, And so I'm I'm I know you have to because he's won the MVP twice uh, in in the last two years. But I'm I'm pretty stern on my my belief that Stafford's a better choice and that McVay offense than than uh, Rogers is in in the Packers offense this year.
2: No, that, that's how I have them ranked. Um, before we get into them, I did realize we forgot the uh, headphones on Russell Wilson. Uh, uh, they have a new play caller there in Denver. I, I got to well, keep the honest on that. Is he his new
1: play caller as well since he's now, you know, he hasn't been there before?
2: Yeah, yeah. But it's also Nathaniel Hackett, uh, who let Green Bay remind me of that. So, um, but yeah, let's get into Stafford first. Um, it was only his second 300 plus point fantasy season in his career, <laughs> 13th year in the, in the NFL. So on that end, it's kind of like, man, is he going to regress some this year, um, Stafford? You can also look at it. He's one for one putting those up in L.A. you know. So as soon yep. as we got him out of Detroit, he, he nailed it. He gave us a great year. So I don't know that there's another gear from what he did last year. Um, I think it's right around this 20 points a game range. That's why he's not in that S tier. I don't know if we're seeing 25 points a game out of him. That's kind of the rushing quarterbacks. but. I think is a lock for about 20 points a game um he's a zero on the ground um he he'll throw some interceptions led the league last year um he's 34 though that's not that old in quarterback terms so yeah i don't see any reason to be down on him and i actually i like the Allen robinson edition uh so i I don't know i i I think they can replace odell beckham just fine and cooper cup's going to keep being cooper cup and they've got one of the better play callers in the league so Totally I'd, fine still, drafting, drafting, I'd
1: still bet on the Rams offense, you know. Uh, but I will say that if you are in a league where you um you have a high penalty for interceptions, and you have a low or it, it, yeah, if you have a high penalty for interceptions, that does actually work for Aaron Rodgers because he will dirt the ball. He 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 will actually. Just throw the ball out of bounds or whatever because he's not going to put it at risk. Um, yeah. in, in a way, I think it's actually a little bit of a detriment to Rogers in that he doesn't actually put the ball at risk. Whereas uh, Stafford, if Stafford ever paired with Bruce Arians, you would see some like crazy fireworks, right? Like because he is the definition of a, of a no risk it, no biscuit. Like he's like, yeah, yeah, let's let's do it, let's put it in there. So um, that works in fantasy if you don't have to pay a huge tax on on turnovers where as if you do I, I don't know a lot of leagues like that but it, you know some leagues get into exotic scoring yeah. um I, I could make that argument but but i think in most standard leagues that this this works out well so all right yeah. so that's your top 12 those are your qb ones i know we spent a lot of time on that but i think it was important to kind of go through because that those are the guys that you're almost certainly going to have on your fantasy squads. so these are the guys that you're choosing from you, you know your league better than us, but if you're playing in a league where you only start one quarterback, you've got 10 teams, you've got 12 teams, these are the guys that are almost certainly going to be starting. Maybe you're carrying some of these other guys for upside, but for the most part, these are the guys that you're, that you're going to be focused on.
3: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
4: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
1: The next group of guys, again, these are the boom bust guys, and these are the um, guys with the high floor but maybe not necessarily the high ceiling. There's no real chance that they're going to bust into that QB1 type type range. So um let's go through some of those guys. Let us uh let's let's populate the the boom first. Like how do you want to do this? Who who are these guys and who should I start pulling up here?
2: Uh I think we have to talk about Trey Lance. Um he is going to be uh the Jalen Hurts of last year, the Lamar Jackson of years before. Um he is going to I mean some people are going to view him as as high as man, I don't know, after Russell Wilson, maybe, Um, I mean, he could be a a top 10 drafted quarterback this year. I I have no doubt about that. And it's crazy because we've seen almost nothing from Trey Lance. Um, But I'm I'm basing this off of that, you know, we're not going to have Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco. I I just assume he's going to get traded. Um, But if that does happen, we only saw a little bit of meaningful playing time for Trey Lance last year. Um, He rushed seven times for 40 yards on 50 percent of the snaps in one game and then his two full games uh where he had full snaps he rushed 16 times for 89 yards and then eight times for 31 yards um, he scored 20 15 and 19 fantasy points despite only completing 58 of his passes so like we've already seen i mean it's kind of like hurts it's kind of like lamar like we see these rushing quarterbacks they they're doubted but when they get the full full you know workload the 16 17 starts they generally produce fantasy points just because how much they're rushing so um i i could make a case for waiting past these top 12 and just taking trey lance you got to know your league because he's going to get hyped up in some leagues but uh, again how you mentioned earlier know your league some leagues they'll draft 12 and then they'll you know everyone's going to wait to the last round to take the second quarterback some leagues people are going to be drafting two and three quarterbacks earlier on so know your league here but I think Lance is a great one. and You could easily pick up a floor quarterback later on and pair him with him if you want a little bit of safety, or you just play the waiver wire later. But I mean, we we saw, you know, Kyle Shanahan with RG three in the past just light it up. Um I know it didn't last too long for RG three. I think that was the, the face I saw you make, but um, uh, you know, he hasn't had a quarterback like this in a long time. Shanahan hasn't. So there's uh, just a little bit of, of stuff in college to base it on, but he ran for 1,100 yards and 14 touchdowns in the season. So I don't know. Lance is boom bust, but if he's in Jalen Hurts' spot next year, no, I don't think anyone would be surprised
1: yeah, it's it's interesting that you bring him up there because he's so raw, and, you know he he saw the least amount of time of the rookie quarterbacks uh, from last year. I, why don't we deal with all the rookie quarterbacks? I mean, we can kind of move guys where you need to if we fill in for with more of the vets, but let's let's deal with the rest of that rookie class from last year. Um so in terms of drafting this year, so I pulled up Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence. Zach Wilson, who has had a very quiet last couple of weeks, I haven't heard anything about him lately. Um, and then uh, and then Mac Jones. And so, I, I think that at least two of these guys are probably going to go in this tier as well. Um, but I'm not sure where you have them. So, let, let's let's start placing these guys in.
2: Yeah, so I, yeah, I, I actually just researched the rookie quarterbacks from last year pretty recently. I, I left out Trey Lance just because he barely played, but. It was pretty bad for this group, like mm-hmm. the the passing touchdown percentage from these all these quarterbacks. I mean, Trevor Lawrence threw a touchdown on only two percent of his passes, which is like historically bad. Uh, same for Wilson. Um, Fields had a bad pa- uh, touchdown rate. He he was also in and out of the lineup a decent amount. I feel like his statistics are a little harder to just take. Um, actually, the two best just statistically were Mac Jones and Davis Mills. Um, but so let's start with. I, I think we have to start with. Fields here. Um, he's got the most upside uh, of this group. And we'll get to Lawrence later. He's a complicated one. But I do think that Fields has the most upside. And from a fantasy perspective, um, he at least had a, a little bit better yards per attempt. He was 22nd in the league last year when Trevor and Wilson were 31 and 32. Completion percentage was bad. But, you know, he's at least throws the ball downfield and he runs a lot. And, and you know, I hate to sound like a broken record, but it's the rushing that we want. Um, he averaged six carries for 35 yards. Uh, his last seven starts, he was 7.4 rushing attempts per game. Um, he also gets the cool-looking headphones because he has a new uh, play caller this year, which you could probably tell me a lot more about him,
1: uh, Luke Getze. But um,
2: yeah, well, the, we know
1: we don't know a ton about Luke Getze, but we know he's not Matt Nagy. Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so that is certainly a boost there, as he's not Matt Nagy. Uh, but I, it's really going to come down to how are they going to use him. If you told me that we were going to get Justin Fields, drop him back 30 plus times a game, they're letting him run all over the all over the field, put his body at risk, take shots. If, if he's playing like that, man, like I'm drafting him just as much as Lance. You know, he's got huge upside. I worry a little bit. It's going to be like a rushing offense. Take care of him with a lack of weapons. Ease him in. Try to get him on track. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on that, because if they turn him loose, it could be a good year for him, even though he, his, his weapons are lackluster.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, if we had an icon for the opposite of weapons, like we'd probably need to put it here. We probably need to put it with Rogers, right? I mean, it's yeah. um, you know, I like Darnell Mooney a lot, but you know, the yeah. you need three wide receivers that to soak up targets in the modern NFL. I, I do think that they're they're going to have a more conservative approach this year in terms of what they expect him to do. I think they're going to be able to do enough to evaluate him to see if he's the guy. Um, I, I don't think that, that precludes them from being able to do that, but I don't think that they're going to just turn him loose. I think this is going to be that, that core building year where they're looking to establish the things that he does. Well, I sure hope that they use a lot of play action with him and, uh, use that, that what we believe will be an elite trait for, for Justin Fields, which is his uh, downfield accuracy. I don't know if there's going to be that many people are on the other end of that. Um, I just, I just do not know how this is going to shake out. They have brought a lot of guys in. You would think just the law of numbers that, you know, maybe one of these guys does, you know, seize that opportunity and and comes in and can soak up the targets and really do something with them. But, you know, there's a, there is a low level of excitement about the wide receiver room um, because of the lack of pedigree. That does not mean that those guys cannot step up. They're all professional players. Um, and sometimes you just need the opportunity. So growth can happen, like all those things. But at this point, as we sit here in the middle of July, you cannot be that excited about his weapons. They are building uh, a, a war chest to go get a free agent if possible. And they certainly are likely to be in a position to use a high draft pick next year on one of those guys that can come in and help him instantly right if, if you're following the the joe burrow you know surround him with weapons plan um the, you know that jamar chase guy might be available next year right so so that's the kind of thing that you have to think about for bears is that uh fields may not have that cut him loose but that doesn't mean that he still can't do enough in a modern offense to where he's a useful fantasy player this year.
2: Yep. And like I said, while Lance, I think, could fit into that A tier, depending on your risk tolerance, I think Wilson leads off the tier below them. Um, I have him ranked 14th after the S and the A tier, but I would rather take him over some safe players. So um, I, I don't know if I'd call Wilson safe. But
1: Okay, so where do you have him? <laughs> you have one uh,
2: I'm not very high on him, honestly. Um, I've got more boom-bust players. Maybe you can make an argument that he's a boom player. I don't You want to put him here? I've got him in D. first. All right, let's
1: put him in D for now. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll kind of slide him around when we get to that. How about Trevor Lawrence? You said he's I've, a complicated one.
2: I've got him at B, and I kind of don't want him. To. So I was high on him last year. Uh, I really just thought bet on the pedigree here. Obviously, Urban Meyer ruined him. Um, it's hard to account for that. But you just look at his stats. Like last year, like I said, he had a 2% touchdown rate, which I know isn't everything. But you look at... QBs with touchdown rates under 3% over the past three years, it's a bad list. It's like Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold, uh, Drew Locke, uh, Sam Darnold, Daniel Jones again, uh, Rosen, Josh Rosen, um, Deshaun Kaiser. Like it's a really bad list of players that have had as bad of a season. Um, He was last in yards per attempt, or sorry, 32nd in yards per attempt out of 33 quarterbacks. Uh, the, The completion percentage was bad. So, It was a a historically bad season for Trevor Lawrence last year. We're just hoping that Urban Meyer has gone and what he looked like at Clemson comes through. Yeah,
1: addition by subtraction for Trevor.
2: Yeah. So I I think the disappointing thing for him was that he didn't run the ball that much. Um, So I don't know. He he did have about four rushing attempts per game, but it didn't amount to anything. I thought there'd be a little more athleticism there, but maybe with some new weapons, new coaching staff, he can have that boom. I was tempted to put him down D, honestly, but I'm going to maybe give it one more year here.
1: But we'll we'll stick him here for now. And again, we might add in more guys that are, are more veterans oh, here. New play caller as well for Trevor Lawrence. So. Oh, that's 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 right. All right. <laughs> and then Mac, I'm just going to put Mac here because I don't think that he's yes. a boom guy, um, but he is. He has proven that he can be a a high floor guy. So I'm going to put him at the top of C. He might he might shift down as we get into the veterans, but I think he's in C. Is that correct? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. He's not at the top for
2: me, but yeah, he's he's going to play every game as long as he's healthy. He's going to run the offense. Uh, I just don't love in New England, they play defense, they run the ball. That, that's the main concern for me. I, I don't love the weapons either. So I just – he's not going to have the volume. He's not going to run the ball, but he'll be there for you every week.
1: I'm going to throw – I'm throwing the target on, on Lawrence because he has such a good processor. I know that's mm-hmm. maybe, you know, the accuracy piece – maybe wasn't there for him, but his processor is so good. Um, that's kind of what I was going for there. And the processor on Mac is, yeah. is, is elite. So I'm, I'm going to put that Absolutely. there. And that's, that's why Rogers and, and Brady and Burrow all have that as well. It's just, there, there's a process. I suppose you could put it on Mahomes. Um, homes. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's kind of an ad libber and you can put it on a lot of these guys, but right. you know, it's just, it's uh it's one of those things where they process in a, in a, at a, at a higher level. So I'm trying to make mm-hmm. sure I'm giving, giving that uh, yeah. credit there. Um, um, let's
2: one thing on Mac Jones, also a new play caller, and this is a hysterical one. Um, oh, a, yeah. I, I believe it's still a battle. I haven't heard the update, uh, but it's a battle between Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, which seems made up, but they are apparently battling it. Maybe it's it's actually Belichick. There's some rumors maybe he's just going to call plays. I don't know. But um, I, I wanted to put on the new play caller thing just because sometimes we look back at fantasy football the year after and somebody breaks out or somebody falls off a cliff and we're like, oh yeah, they had a new play caller. Obviously there was something that changed. So I just think it's worth noting on some of these
1: guys, new play caller can change a whole lot. Yeah, that's a that's an excellent point. So, all right, I'm looking at the guys that are remaining and I accidentally had pulled up uh, Kenny Pickett before. Um, <laughs> on the, if, if you're wondering what that guy was doing, I, I thought that he, that was Mac Jones. Um uh, I'm getting used to these pictures, so uh, I'm seeing cousins. We know he's going in the in the uh, C tiers. Feels like Matt Ryan is is kind of an older Kirk Cousins. Um, uh, Derek Carr might be might be. Uh, I, I'm kind of curious where you have Carr. He might be a better Kirk Cousins, uh, so he might be the top of the C. But maybe you have him somewhere else. Um, Tannehill's kind of a poor man's uh, Kirk. Um, let's see who else would maybe well, fit so- in that.
2: I've got another for boom, and this is a different tier of boom. This is not, um, this is not the Trey Lance level, even Justin Fields. Um, This is maybe QB two range and he's just as likely to bust, but Daniel Jones runs the ball a lot. And you're going to see, just wait. You're going to see the, uh, the fantasy Twitter people that you follow start hyping him up as the season goes as a late round target. So I don't love it. Um, I don't think he's real great. I think his awareness is kind of low. He tends to get hurt when he's running because he just kind of runs into hits. So I, this is not me saying I'm a big fan on him, but he gets he Brian. Fast. He's he's fast. He gets Brian Dayball, uh, the old Bills coordinator. Um mm-hmm. I don't think he's gonna do what he did with uh, Josh Allen, but um it is a new coordinator. And he like, like you said, he's got rushing ability. He had over five uh, rushing attempts a game last year. So he'll get you some points that way. He's put up 15, 16 point fantasy seasons. It's pretty much what Derek Carr does. So I don't know, he's kind of a boom. Um, I have some interesting stats on uh on Josh Allen because everyone always looks at these guys and uses Josh Allen as a comparison. Like he was so bad, and then he got a new coach and he was good. But uh, Josh Allen, when he was terrible as a rookie, he still had 631 yards rushing on 7.1 yards per attempt with eight touchdowns in 12 games. So while Allen was terrible, he was like Lamar Jackson on the ground, he's usable, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was when you saw him on the field, you're like, hey, he's got something. He just can't throw the ball yet, but I, I'm not sure. We're not there with Daniel Jones, but um a little bit upside there, especially in a two QB league. All
1: right. So let's, let's pull up some of these veterans. Um, yep. do, who else is in C did I get the four guys that you have in C or are they lower
2: cousins is the leader for me in the C um, he gets okay. slept on a little bit just, you know, cause it's cousins, but um, he's almost in his own tier, honestly. Like he puts up 20 fantasy points a game. It's not that far off. You know, I guess last year was almost 19, 19 the year before. He's not that far off from what Aaron Rodgers did last year or what Stafford did. Like, he's almost like his own tier. I I think he's above some of these boring guys. So, you know what you're getting with Stafford. New play caller, uh, you know, maybe that changes some things. But you know what you're getting with Stafford.
1: Uh, Cousin, yeah. Um, Uh, Sorry, yeah. That's okay. I was thinking Um, of the Rams because he comes from that uh, coaching tree. So, so, uh, I would put Derek Carr ahead of Cousins. But that might be because Cousins always plays terrible against the Bears, and so I have kind of a (laughs) warped perception. Like, his his numbers against the Bears are terrible. Uh, But is is Carr next for you? Yes, he's after
2: Cousins. Okay. Um, The knock on him is just – he's barely had – I mean, he's been in the league a long time, and he's just never really put together that fantasy season. Like, he hasn't thrown 30 touchdowns since his second year in the league, 2015. Um, that was his career high five and a half touchdown rate. Um, he's got a career 4.3% touchdown rate. It's lower than Andy Dalton's Ryan Fitzpatrick's Carson Wentz's Tannehill Baker, James Winston. Like he just hasn't put up as many points as, as you may think he's consistent. He's steady. Maybe Devonte Adams helps convert some of those into touchdowns. It's oh, certainly Josh possible. McDaniels. Yeah. And Josh McDaniels. I don't even know what to do about that one. So, uh, that's probably a whole podcast in itself, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't think his upside's that huge unless they're just chucking it at the goal line. Adams is scoring touchdowns and he, he puts up a bunch of a bunch of touchdowns. But um he, he's solid. You know, okay. if you wait and you miss out on everyone, he's gonna be just fine. Okay. Uh who you, would be next? And you could probably give him some wep- a weapon uh icon there, but for, he's for got Carr? his group around. I'm yeah, he's sure. Got he's got
1: Waller a, and, and, and you know, Renfro
2: and he um, he's he's got some weapons. So um yeah, it gets real close after this point. I mean, you've got Tannehill. Um, I, I think you can put him in the safe category. I know they drafted Willis, but I don't think Willis is going to beat him out this year. Um, it's still a good organization. They're going to have the play action game going with Derrick Henry running the ball. Uh, Tana Hill will run the ball, rush in some touchdowns. So he's certainly not exciting. Um, but he's going to be around real late for your drafts. So, uh, you know, he'll put, he'll put up, uh, it was 16 fantasy points a game last year, and it was kind of a disaster of a year. So he, he's, he's solid. Um, and then after that, you're getting into uh, – I think we should probably talk about Tua. Tua is an interesting one. Okay. Um, just weapons. I mean, that's that's his main icon here is weapons. Uh, we've got Tyree Kill. We've got Jalen Waddle. Mike sick, a good pass catcher. Um, they get the uh, old 49ers uh, offensive coordinator, so they should have a good running game. So, I don't know. I think you could talk yourself into Tua making a jump, but at the end of the day, he's not going to run a ton, and I'm not sure if he has that um, – I'm not sure if he has the processor that Mac Jones has, and I'm not sure he's got the playmaking ability that Burrow has. And you know, I just I don't know where the next level's coming from, but he's certainly got good people to throw the ball to.
1: Okay. Uh then you got anybody else on this? Yeah, and then uh let's see.
2: I feel like Maddie Ice? Ice, yeah. Maddie Ice is yeah. in there. And this is one that we could go pretty deep on this tier. So it's just kind of when you run out of room, honestly. But Matty Ice, I've been pretty down on him lately, but I think he really struggles when he gets put under pressure. And hopefully that's going to be a lot better with the Colts offensive line. Um, He's had some good numbers on play action. I think that's going to fit in well with their offense. I trust Frank Reich. So, you know, I I would not be running out to draft Matt Ryan. I mean, it was a bad year last year, but um, things are certainly on the up for him as far as situations. So maybe we can get one more decent year out of him
1: why don't we cut the C tier here? And then yep. I want to talk about preferences of drafting the B versus the C real quick. So yep. um, you would draft Trey Lance before any of the guys in the C tier. Yes. You would draft Justin Fields before any of the guys in the C tier.
2: Yes. In a one quarterback league. Cause I mean, you're looking at yeah. the top two tiers. You're already at 12 quarterbacks. So okay. yes. Uh, yeah. What I, about
1: I Lawrence ahead of, the rest of these guys i
2: think that's where you start getting into the difference personally okay. i i think if you need to start this player i would put um cousins and Carr over him okay. um, we could probably put mac jones over him i just worry he doesn't have that ceiling Um, but i i, I would probably put those over him if it's someone you're going to be starting um, and then i would put lawrence generally after them let me get my rankings back but yeah i think that That pretty much fits in with it. Um, I would not trust Lawrence. I would not trust starting in week one. So you just would want to have another plan if you did go with Lawrence.
1: And then Tannehill uh, before Daniel Jones. Tua before Daniel Jones? Yeah. And and then between Matty Ice and Daniel Jones? I would rather take Daniel Jones than Matty Ice. Okay. All right. It's it's close between some of them, but yeah. I'm staggering the, yep. the 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 B and the C to kind of show that differentiation there. Perfect. Um, so hopefully that'll that'll help people kind of you know go. I I know that the, you just got to know that those first two guys in the B and then I I shifted down uh lawrence there but all right so so let's uh let's talk about some other guys we can go a little bit more rapid fire because again we're at the point where you're in a two quarterback league if you're taking these guys you're in a dynasty league if you're going to take some of these guys so so who else in the like two quarterback league or or should we consider i'm going to start pulling yeah, some of these guys. So
2: these are going to be kind of guys you know we're going to start you know that's kind of where we're at right now uh, i want to make sure i didn't forget anyone out of the c tier but i think we are good on that yeah looks like we got everyone so um the the guys are going to start uh davis mills zach wilson Jameis winston uh jared goff carson wentz baker mayfield i guess that's where it starts getting a little question mark but Mm -hmm. um so those first ones i mentioned um you can throw Mariota in there only because he does at least rush and i don't know how many games we're going to get out of him but while he plays he may give you some rushing yards and a little bit of production um and jimmy Garoppolo is kind of in there we'll see where he goes and if he plays but uh, he's certainly a competent quarterback. If he falls in a, a decent situation, he could be all right. So that's kind of the group of um, not so much Mariota and maybe not so much Garoppolo, but you know, you're going to get starts out of these guys. My favorites would be Mills, Wilson, Jameis, Goff.
1: All right. Well, let's, uh, sorry, let yeah. these guys' pictures. So, uh, and, and <laughs> you don't I know what Davis had... Mills looks like? Uh, it, well, he looks like a giraffe. <laughs> yeah. He's got the longest neck ever. So, so there's, Mills, uh, Wilson, Jameis, um, who else did you say? Goff. Goff. Wentz. And Wentz. Baker. And Baker. Yeah. Okay. Um, so out of that out of that six, I think that I would – oh, boy. God, there's, I, I think Jameis yeah. is the most interesting of those guys.
2: He is interesting. Um, let me give you – the knock on him would just be – we are kind of remembering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Jameis, and it's a lot different now in New Orleans. Uh, last year, he that played was pretty six LASIK years.
1: surgery, Eric. That,
2: that's fair. That is fair. I forgot about that. Uh, he played six full games last year and he averaged only 25 passing attempts per game, uh, 186 yards. Like they really reeled him in. He was actually running the ball a decent amount, which I wouldn't expect coming off of ACL injury. So, I just don't know if I trust James Wilson, James Winston, off of an ACL injury. I'm not sure, sure if I'm at that point in my life, so um, that's why I'm a little lower on him than some people would be. But that, that's generally the order I have it in right there. I probably Wilson has more upside than Mills, but uh, Mills. You have Baker right sixth
1: out of this group. Scorned Earth Baker Mayfield is is all the way down here. It
2: so it kind of depends. Are they really going to play this game where they say that he's competing with Sam Darnold? Um, Oh, I don't know. Is he is Baker going to play 17 games? Like he got beat up last year. Um, he's on a one year deal. So, what happens if they're three and nine? Like, I maybe they're they're probably a better team than that, but I do worry a little bit just how the season goes for Baker if they're not going to bring him back. Maybe they put in Matt Corral. I, I like, I don't know. I am just a little low on him, but we'll see how camp hype goes. Maybe he runs away at the job. And then I think we could probably put him what above golf.
1: I mean, um, I, for me, I put, I couldn't put Baker below the fourth of those six guys. Okay. Like that. That's where I, I, mean, I, because I, just, because I think that he, I think he's the type of guy that might go a little scorched earth and, and just like kind of go for it. But, yeah. um, uh, I know that he's got his downsides and i and i agree with you that we should give these crutches out to him because he does miss some time yeah uh, but uh yeah i don't know like you i can kind of see some some upside there it surprises me that you'd lead off with davis mills but yeah. you know he did play well like i mean the, you know here's all these guys that were taken in the first round and davis mills comes in and even though yeah. he looks like the second coming of mike lennon um with that <laughs> long neck he you know he's he actually played pretty well so tough for me to tough for me to give him too hard at the time i don't i still think the texans are pretty uh talent yeah. deprived i don't think that they're a very good football team um but i agree but you know i i this is tough like if you're in a two quarterback league and you missed out on everybody above here to fill in your second quarterback mm-hmm. um you know like you say these guys will get starts they will get they will get statistics um <laughs> whether or not they're useful statistics for you to win uh fantasy football games not sure um but that that's a good place. Um, I, I think that I think you kind of leave Jimmy in the free category because you don't know, at least at this point in July, you don't know where he's gonna end up. And yeah. if he sticks in San Francisco the whole year, you have to assume he's not gonna make that many starts. They're gonna have to see what they get in Lance. Maybe maybe he's just like stick like Lance isn't ready and, and Jimmy's the guy and you, you get something that's just this like lottery ticket, but I, I just don't see it. Um I'm yeah. gonna leave Darnold in that group. Um We've I don't seen enough of Darnold. I've seen enough of Darnold. <laughs> I mean I've seen enough of Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. I, I don't think I would want that. I don't know that he's really that great. I don't think I don't think he's gonna beat out Pickett, um, but that's maybe he will.
2: He's got a little rushing upside like when he plays he might put up some fancy points but first round quarterbacks end up playing so a picket will be in there
1: uh, you can't count on on Mariota to make uh, you know the full full stretch of starts you got yeah. drew lock down here um, <laughs> he, he is a starter he's going to get uh, well if you think. <laughs> I mean, I didn't add Geno Smith's picture here, but yeah, um, you know he's at least that. Now, what about these rookies? So I've got Desmond Ritter, that's that picture. Um, Mm -hmm. I've got uh, uh, I've got uh, Willis, and I've got uh, Pickett. Um, So if you're in a dynasty league, because you're not, if you're in a redraft league, don't you're not taking any of these guys. This is Mm -hmm. not something that you're going to take. But and this was a down year in quarterbacks. Like I was at the Senior Bowl, none of these guys particularly impressed me that much i mean there just wasn't like a great arm or anything like that Um, but you know these guys you you know i think pickett probably will play this year Um, i think that the other two guys probably won't but you know they may play in the future maybe they'll develop into something maybe you're a fan of one of those teams um, and, and you want the upside or maybe you just are late and you're in a dynasty league and you're like i'll just take a flyer on these guys so how would you rank these guys from a dynasty perspective
2: Yeah. So I think Pickett's being undervalued as far as Dynasty. I've done quite a few startups this year. Um, It's not so much that I'm a huge Kenny Pickett fan, but we're pretty bad at rating these quarterbacks coming into the league as a, as a, just a group. And he was a first round pick. He goes to a super stable organization in Pittsburgh. And if they decide he's the starter, I I think he's going to do relatively well. Um, So I I think he's undervalued in Dynasty. Um, And then between Willis and Ritter, like, Willis has the bigger upside. I mean, he could be your Trey Lance, Lamar Jackson sleeper type down the road. Um, Ritter. I mean, you just mentioned you don't think Mariota is going to make all the starts. That means that Ritter could easily be starting games this year. So he's got some intriguing uh, traits too. So even though the NFL completely rode off these quarterbacks, I, I think a little bit of it was the team situations. I, I don't think these were elite talent rookies, but I-, I think just kind of there weren't many chairs left. And so, um, they fell late in the draft but i do think there's a little bit of dynasty value for all of them
1: yeah that's fair i i uh i think that the stable organization piece is a is a really nice point about the steelers and they, you know they have, they've got mike tomlin you know he he really creates that consistency and i think that you know it, i i'm i'm interested to see i love the local kid element right like when you go to school right next door to where you play professional football i think that's a really cool thing and yeah. so i you know I'm, I'm pulling for them as much as i can pull for a Steeler, um which isn't that hard I'm not, <laughs> i don't really like the Steelers that much no, but me either. Um, you know it's so, funny
2: as a bengals fan i definitely don't like the Steelers, and i find myself all really liking their skill position players so it's, it's put me in a weird spot
1: sure sure yeah <laughs> um let's uh let's let's hand out some favorites so i i i think the way to do this might be um maybe put a put your favorite player in the in the QB one you can you know pick from the S tier or the A tier and then maybe pick one later guy um, so yeah. so maybe a top half uh, you know no doubt QB one guy that you're just like you want on your on your squad and then uh, someone later on if you're in a two QB league or someone you're willing to take a chance on who are you really kind of you know uh, circling and highlighting that you really want to draft here
2: yeah, so I mean, where does where does Trey Lance fit into that? <laughs> well, I would say that
1: for me, Lance is the um, Lance is a is a boom bust guy to me, Like yeah. right? Because I don't even know that you know how many games he's going to start. Yeah, uh, and so and maybe he starts them all, but but I just at this point in the in the calendar, uh, there's enough. Competing stories to make you at least pause about Lance, and and you have him up pretty high, so I think Absolutely. that's a that's a valid part. But he's not in your first two tiers, so I think you can pick a a, a guy up here.
2: Okay, because I, I just I mean he's going QB fourteen right now. Okay. Um, I just love him at that price, and I just I would be shocked if Jimmy Garoppolo is on the team. I, it's it's got to happen one way or another. Baker got traded. Let's let's get Garoppolo out of there. Yeah, so Jimmy's that's next. That's what I'm right? going. Yeah. Okay. So that's what I'm hoping. Um, All right, your, you got one. Uh,
1: well, I. I feel like I'm going to get kicked off of this podcast Mm -hmm. uh, channel if I don't if I don't put it to Justin Fields. Um, I think that the no weapons thing is a fair criticism, Mm -hmm. but I also think that giving him I was at camp last year and they gave Justin Fields zero snaps with the first team. Matt Nagy was an idiot with how he handled this. Like, I don't think I'm going out on too far of a limb here. He did not handle that situation well at all. I don't know what was going through his mind. What obviously I don't I don't have a personal relationship with Mad Nagy. I can imagine that he thought, if I uh, if I'm able to win enough games with Andy Dalton and I can sit this kid the whole year then I'm going to get an extension and I'm going to be able to then roll him out, but I'm not going to trust my job on a rookie. I'm going to, I'm I'm going to trust this smart veteran to play my system. And the problem is that his system wasn't a system. It was a collection of old plays that didn't really work. And he didn't really know how to connect running and passing. He didn't use play action. He just wasn't running a modern offense. He he just was running some plays on the board. They didn't really major on anything. I have a lot of thoughts on Matt Nagy. Um, this is an addition by subtraction um i know it's the first year in a new offense for him and i know that his first year was a bit of a bust but uh he's coming in taking all the snaps he's the guy he, to me the bears got incredibly lucky to be able to be in a position to trade up to take him yeah. this was a guy that all off season going into that draft it was trevor lawrence and justin fields who's going to be the number one pick and then all of a sudden this weird string of events happens that he he falls in the draft a little bit this guy has been laser focused um i don't care that he doesn't have the greatest weapons in the world that will come um you can still be productive with a good offensive scheme and a smart quarterback um i think that he is going to i think he's going to set the bears uh, franchise record for passing yards, which is not an impressive record but i think he'll beat that this year um and i think that he'll at least play with a uh, flirt with the uh the touchdown record because I think that he's going to show that he is a real competent guy and this is this is someone that they can build around. Yeah. So uh, to me, where he's going in drafts, yeah. I would love to have Justin Fields. I probably never will because most of my friends – <laughs> um, know that I'm a Bears fan, obviously, or that they're uh, Bears fans themselves, and so he'll he'll go higher than a than a typical ADP draft. Um, but but that's that's my guy. That's below the QB one tier. Um, how about uh, uh, at the the QB one level? Who who's your guy that you just you want to make sure you get a few draft shares of?
2: Yeah, and I love those two rushing upside quarterbacks going outside of the top twelve. If they don't work out, go get Tua, go get Mac Jones, go get Matt Ryan. They'll be there for you. So I love those two picks for us. Uh, I. I think I'm going to go with an S tier player just to have a little separation between Lance. And, you know, I think I'm going to go Lamar. Some of this is ADP based. Um, you look at those elite quarterbacks. They're going a full round earlier than Lamar, the three ahead of them. There's like a nice round drop on him. And I just think he's going to run the, (laughs) just run the heck out of the ball. So um, the Ravens talking about stable organizations, I just would be shocked if this thing goes off the
1: rails. So I think Lamar is going to be right back competing for QB one status this year. I mean, all these guys in the S tier are so much fun. Yeah. Like, I mean, they're, this is a really cool time to be like a fan of the NFL. And I think that's that's at least worth mentioning. I know a yeah. lot of people that listen to the Bears podcast that I do that they really only care about the Bears. And that's fine. Like, I get yeah. that. Like, that's your entry. There's a lot of people, though, that, you know, have realized just how much fun NFL football is and just yeah. kind of being a fan of the league um is, is a lot of fun because there are so many really cool players that are now entering their prime. Um and you look at like these quarterbacks, like you know, Josh Allen is appointment television. Patrick Mahomes is a point. I have seen Patrick Mahomes live a couple times because Kansas City's pretty close. Um, mm-hmm. he is appointment television. If the Chiefs are playing, you should be watching that game because he's gonna do something that quarterbacks just don't normally do. And as a Chargers are my second team, I'm going to play totally into that. But like, I'm going to take the other Justin. Uh, To me, um, Justin Herbert is doing things with the football that I just I think that I don't I'm not even sure these other guys can do. And so (laughs) so I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. With another year, he had you know, you know even even more help for him on that side of the ball. Um, his defense is going to be better. And so, to me, this team is probably going to win a lot of games. They, they are kind of going for it. I know it's a tough division, but that also means that all of the games that he's playing in are going to be fun. Like, yeah. imagine he gets the Chiefs twice. He gets the Broncos twice, right? Like, the, these are going to be fun games to watch. And so uh I'm I I would like a fantasy share of Justin Herbert to make sure that I have just a little bit more juice in on those Chargers games action Charger game action and I don't want to get beat on my fantasy week because my opponent has Herbert so I'm probably yeah. I'm going to probably break my own rule on some of these tiers uh in drafts and then I'm probably going to make sure that I take him you know early to make sure that I I get a piece of this uh guy cuz I think he's too exciting.
2: Yeah. No, I love it. It's I agree totally with you. This is a fun time. I mean, when you got Derek Carr down as your 14th, 15th, whatever best quarterback like that, the league's in a good place. I mean, uh, hopefully we can see some of these second year quarterbacks make a jump and then it's going to be nuts. <laughs> we may be seeing uh 50 to 50 games uh, every week like that. What was that? That Rams uh rams chiefs game for a few years ago yeah, we thought that was good. city yeah right? we, we thought that was just going to be uh, every game in uh, two years we're not quite there yet but maybe if these second year right. players can make the leap uh, we're going to be in for a lot of fun
1: well i don't have any uh other quarterbacks to to throw on the tears i think yeah. this is a really good start to to try to think about how you know you don't have to you know take this as as verbatim, but you yeah. can follow this process and maybe move guys around how you think. Um, we will continue the series next week we'll We'll talk about tight ends next. That's kind of a, a more simple uh, position to go through. We'll then hit up wide receiver or running back. I'm not sure of the order. Um, we'll do those two next, and then we'll do a flex where we'll cover a lot of the other wide receivers and running backs that we hadn't talked about. Um, And then we'll try to bring the whole board together and show you how it works. We won't go through a hundred and whatever players, but we'll kind of show you how to think about, okay, I've got S tier quarterbacks left on the board, um, but I also have A tier running backs. Like, do I take my S tier quarterback because it's an S tier or do I take my A tier running back? We'll talk about that draft strategy and how um, your tiers of different players uh, positions actually kind of. Uh, stack up differently as well. So um, we'll, we'll we'll work through that this summer. Hopefully by the end of this, you'll have some tools, you'll have some uh, ways to think about how to go into your draft and, and uh, all that good prep that you've put in through the summer means that you're going to dominate your draft and you're going to have a really fun fall. But um, Eric, really appreciate the time. Do you have anything else before we get out of here?
2: No, not much. Just uh, check out the QB list fantasy football podcast. We got a bunch of great stuff there. I host with uh, Ryan Heath. He's got some good statistical looks at uh, running backs and if they earn targets or if it kind of comes from the quarterback they play with. So we got an article up on that. We've had a podcast on it. Just uh, yeah, check us out. QB list.
1: Yeah. QB list is the best place for fantasy resource. They've got so many articles and they're all really well researched. It's a, it's a really great group. Um, I use the QB, uh, sorry, I use pitcher list for my baseball team. And the only reason why I compete in fantasy baseball (laughs) is because I read the pitcher list. Um, and I I think it's the same thing for QB list. There's all, you can gain a lot of insight just by reading those articles and being part of that. And, and I think that. The advantage of going to a place like QB List is that they're not going to give you kind of the basic cookie cutter advice that you might get on some of the like bigger sites, uh, at which all your opponents are reading, right? So everybody else is, is, is finding this guy that's really obvious, whereas you've already had him. It on your squad uh, because you you read it on QB list the week before that hey this guy's breaking out grab him now before 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 the rush and so th- there's a real advantage to kind of being in a group like the QB list so I would recommend you checking out Eric's work it's a great podcast it's a great site um, and we'll he'll be here all summer and um, you know uh, beyond as well I'll, I'll tease that uh, I'll tease that now so uh, Eric really appreciate it. this is a great kickoff. Um, we'll end it here, uh, next time, you know, come with questions, uh, on tight ends and, and we'll, uh, we'll go from there, but thanks everybody for joining us.